Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Hi, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your friendly neighborhood podcast where we come together, drink some beer, and talk about all the nerdy things that we love. Uh, Today is episode 11, Cameron, and we're doing the year review for 2017. How was your... Go ahead. How was your 2017? I've got all of my thoughts on 2017 ready to review them. It's a pretty exciting year for you, yeah? Yeah. Bought a house, sold a house, had a baby. Hard Man. To do, hard to do more. <laughs> it's like the trifecta. You yeah. Got. Not sure what other life goals I could have taken off the list there. Well, I think that was a that was a great list of accomplishments. Yeah, 2018 is going to really be disappointing if you adulted. Yeah. Adulted, yeah. And uh, Nicole, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty great, actually. I had a, I had a great Christmas. You're, you're leaning a little bit heavier on your left side. <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a little bit. There's a... There's a, a little bit of news, so me me and Santa and I are, are engaged now. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Way to go. Th- that one's going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you. I went with her first. <laughs> I mean, Santa, you, you could have broken the news that you also, you know, this was a, your maybe second engagement this this uh, this this year. Oh, yeah. No, well, it wasn't the second. I got divorced. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You had a divorce and an engagement this year. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, it's been a good 2000. I also adulted. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of adulting you going adulted on. adulted a lot there. Well, it's good to know that you two kids are not living in sin anymore, or at least halfway in the, sin. A... You're planning to not live in sin. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. I thought you were about to say something even no. more awesome. <laughs> What's more awesome than getting engaged? All right. Well, Gatsby, how was your 2017? Bark, bark. Bark, yeah. bark, bark. A lot of new friends for Gatsby in 2017 who's joining us for the podcast. So um, we didn't want to talk about any kind of one particular movie. We just kind of wanted to do a good recap of 2017. We did somewhat of that in, in the, at the end of the summer to, to kind of, you know, hash out some stuff. But I thought this would be a good opportunity because I guess we covered, well, at least nine movies i think and a few of them were just yeah. retro casts right cameron i mean we we did men in black and he-man he-man masters of the universe I which say. yeah which you unfortunately weren't able to attend i know no you... and unfortunately more so is that i watched the thing and then didn't even get to contribute so <laughs> that's two hours of my life i'll never get back <laughs> was it two hours or however long that movie yeah. is. yeah it uh, was it was eternia yeah <laughs> <laughs> It it yeah I think I think you dodged a bullet by by not attending that one, um, but uh, I know that a lot of us saw some other great movies uh, and maybe not so great movies and maybe even some other TV shows or other pop culture stuff that maybe we didn't talk about, and I thought today would be a good forum for us to sort of kind of uh, you know uh, hit on some of those highs, so I think we'll start off with Santa. Because I think Santa and maybe Nicole as well, since I'm sure you went most of the movies together, probably saw the most out of out of all of us this year. Is, is that a safe argument? Probably, yeah. I mean, I saw one or two more than the ones what's we saw our, together. What's our what's our number? Well, from my list, I think I saw like 28. Yeah, so and been, that means I saw 29, so <laughs> I actually win the most movies seen this year. How do you know that he saw a movie that you? She didn't? saw Beauty and the Beast. 
and I did not. Mm. Oh, yeah. was that the the live action one? Yeah, the live yeah. action one. Though I did see Fate and Furious twice, so. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a lot of movies I think you actually saw twice in 2017. So, uh, you know, drop some knowledge on us, Santa. What was some of the the year 2017 movies that uh, we may have not covered the two guys, one girl Santa podcast that you wanted to to share with with our faithful listeners? I mean, obviously, uh, Get Out was the, the you know the start of the year in February. That was kind of like a surprise hit. Yeah. And uh, it that, was, that came out in February. Yeah. I so think, was it February or March. We were trying to figure that out. Seems like a long time. Ago. Yeah, it was. A it long does seem a long time ago. It surprisingly is on, or maybe not surprisingly, on a lot of lists for like the best, one of the best. Top ten movies in mm-hmm. 2017. When, when were the uh, when are the Oscars in February? Yeah, yeah. February. Yeah, it, it came out like right like a week or two after the Oscars. Okay, yeah. and then the, yeah, because well, I know it's up for at least a few Golden, Golden Gloves, Gloves yeah. this year. There's definitely buzz surrounding it for the Oscars. Have you seen it, Cameron? Yes, I did, uh, and it was really really good. So Nicole or Santa, I, I think you guys were were the first to get on this train. What was it that was so great about Get Out or so just amazing? Because it certainly wasn't maybe a, a movie that typically does well in the critic reviews. Well, it, it starts with the uh, writer-director Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. And, you know, if you like his that show, then you kind of get an idea of what to expect with this movie. So, uh, And then they also they did a movie the prior year, uh, Keanu, which is about... The cat? The cat. Yeah. That was a total... Who just no, that's a straight comedy. Yeah. Right? That was straight comedy. Yeah. And he ended yeah. up in The Matrix. So no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so this was Jordan Peele's like first, uh, you know, that first movie that he directed and wrote and stuff. And he didn't star in it, which was good. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. 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 I would have thought of him if he had been the main character. Yeah. You know? It was just a really compelling story. It had some really great actors, including some... Uh, I think the main character hadn't done much work before, so that was good. Yeah, I think the only maybe major actor I could think of was was maybe the dad. I think the mom had been in a few things. Yeah, uh, the mom was Kenner. in Forty Year Old Version. Yes, yeah, Catherine Kenner. She was. Yeah. Uh, she was also in bitch. Death to Smoochie, lest we forget. <laughs> oh, who wants to forget Death to Smoochie? Um, yeah. So when I initially kind of saw it, I just sort of said, "Well, it's it's of that you know genre of you know guess who's coming home to dinner," um, and that's kind of play you know I, I don't know if you've seen several of those movies cameron but i, I definitely haven't seen have. look who's coming to dinner i'm just aware of the premise and the premise it's like super famous yeah it's a super important social commentary movie but this one definitely took uh, a twist you well there was like a horror movie element to it yeah. yeah it wasn't just like i'm introducing my uh you know black boyfriend to my white parents it's like and, spoilers, uh, they're making zombies out of people. <laughs> right, yeah. And there was, there was also this sort of thematic undertone that maybe you didn't catch it the first time you saw it, Santa, but you saw it multiple times. For example, I, it never occurred to me the first time of watching it that, oh, there was that scene where they were kind of just auctioning them off, uh, the, the main character. Like you were uh, going to be a, a slave or a servant to some rich family. Yeah, right. That I didn't immediately catch the first time I kind of watched it. I didn't it make that association. I understood that they were being they were bidding on something. Yeah. But I did, yeah, actually, the, I've only seen it once. The so. optics of it. Right. So. Um, there was a couple of different endings. 
that they battled around, but I, I think they went, ended up with the happier ending. Senator Cole, do you recall what yeah, the alternative like, was? He uh, he made this movie, uh, wrote it in 2016 during the uh, election period, and then he thought about like uh, the ending being so uh, where he does get it is cops that show up and, and arrest him for the murders and stuff. And then it was like, wait, I mean, there's like, you know, maybe we, we should give black people a win for once, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. then, so that's why he went with the, the ending he did, which I mean, was a lot better. I think doing yeah. it that way. The cheers so. in the crowd were great. Yeah. When mm-hmm. they realized it was the TSA agent. Oh yeah. Because everything was trending towards this is just not going to work out for this mm-hmm. kid. So I mean, no, nobody else sort of kind of got away from it, so why would have he? So, if you have not seen it, I do recommend going out and watching Get Out. It'll be interesting to see how well it actually does come award season. I do think it's worth, worth at least one or two wins, but I don't expect it to get maybe any of the big categories. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's in, you know, there's some controversy about where it is in the Golden Globes. It's in, it's in the comedy musical category. Yeah. And, and so more, more on that later okay <laughs> okay no well go go, go, yeah. go ahead if you or is there another movie that you'd like us to jump to we can finish up with with get out um we came up with some awards that we'd like to hand out to the movies we've <laughs> seen this year yeah and i'd like to award get out the best movie that's most likely to get snubbed during award season yes mm-hmm. <laughs> it is and i think it is you know uh partially because as santana was saying it's being miscategorized for the Golden Globes, they're billing, they're putting it in the comedy or musical category when it really should be in the drama. Who decides that? Does the movie makers decide that, or does the it's the, the uh, foreign the press that does yeah. the Golden Globes? Or, or right? the studio itself might think. Yeah, and it's so weird because it's, it's it's certainly got funny moments, but like I was not laughing. Yeah, well, a movie. lot of movies have like funny moments. Where it's like at best satirical, but... like dark satire. I, I think for this has been my always take, and I totally agree with with the point that Nicole is making. I think what they do is for better or for worse, it's like okay, we're gonna have, you know, for TV, it's very easy to say drama comedy. Mm-hmm. I think for Emmys, they haven't done that traditionally when it comes to let's say the Oscars. Um, but the Golden Globes, they definitely want to have more fun with it. And I think they're just too lazy to try to pick out a variety of different categories. So they just go with, okay, it's drama and then everything else. And everything, mm-hmm. they don't want to call it everything else. It just so it ends up becoming comedy or musical. Yeah, right, which right. I don't really think it was, it was really either. It was a, maybe a thriller at best. So just like an action movie would, would probably never even be nominated. But like, where would you put an action movie? Yeah. Is it a drama or is it a comedy it's musical? It's a drama, but it'd <laughs> probably get uh, shuffled under. Because yeah. I feel like there's classifying drama as like high drama. Yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, same with like, I mean, was The Shining nominated for Oscars? What, or, or Golden Globes? Like, we look at like a... a like, what was it categorized as a horror movie? Return of the King. Right. With like a fantasy movie. Yeah. And that won the best picture at the at the Oscars. I mean, where was it at the Golden Globes? Because they couldn't... Ca- was it nominated? I don't know. Yeah. Don't like, know. Man. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars won some awards, but I mean, that was for the Oscars where it was just, you know... Like, like spe- yeah, just best... Yeah. yeah. Great, great, whatever. I'm looking over at the Golden Globe nominations to see... I think uh, the main character's actor got nominated for... Uh, the best actor in a in a comedy. What do you so do, do you recall any of the other awards that 
that uh, Get Out was nominated for? Jordan Peele wasn't a nominated for any like writing or directing, mm-hmm. and I think one of the the who's the Allison Williams? I think she may have been nominated for something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so Daniel Kaluuya. Am I saying yeah. that right? He was nominated for best performance in actor in a musical or comedy. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, it's sad if that's the case that Jordan Peele didn't get at least nominated for a writer director credit because I think that would probably be the more fitting of 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 an award for there. And when did the Oscar nominations get announced? Uh, I think that'll be like in January. So yeah. it'll be in the next couple of months. I think you're probably right that they're likely to get snubbed. But one thing working in their favor is like there's been but like I've heard people say that this movie should get nominated for best picture. And like there's been uh, like buzz surrounding it since it like came out. And there's also been like sort of a, dish, a, a different kind of buzz, which is already expecting it to get fucked over by the Oscars. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. people are people are like assuming the Oscars is going to shaft them, you know? Well, like, uh, I've been reading some things about... This year has been kind of a weird year for, for movies in that there really hasn't been any kind of super standout movies for the Oscars. Uh, and that kind of, like, the, the, the movie snobs and elitists haven't picked what their best picture is yet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're thinking there might be only seven movies nominated and Get Out is the eighth movie on that list. Uh, yeah. But they're allowed to nominate up to how many? Ten now? Up to ten. Yeah. So, I mean, why not just put Get Out on there? Right. Like, they should. There's yeah. a certain percentage you have to uh, to get, I guess, in the it's, votes. It's like a voting thing. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Yeah, the, the percentage of votes. Like So, like, getting the Hall of Fame in baseball, you need, like, 70% of the vote. What's, so. like, best picture at the Golden Globes? Because I can't think of any... That's one of the only... Get Out's one of the only uh, movies I can think of that, like... So even had any one of the ones that I would want to talk about mm-hmm. that was nominated for best motion picture for the Golden Globes under the drama category was Dunkirk. Oh, I meant to see. Did that. anybody you so Cameron you haven't seen it? Ted and Nicole you haven't. Okay, I think we talked a little bit about it in the last podcast. Uh, it falls into my category of drum roll please, uh, best movie to watch a second time. Um, I went in not knowing very much about Dunkirk, uh, either the the film or the whole significance as it relates to World War II, um, which is basically it's it's a it's a movie following a battle from three different perspectives, and in addition to those three different perspectives, they're they're not really happening all simultaneously, but one uh, one thread is happening I think over a maybe a, a three-day period, another's happening over a, a three-hour period, another after a, a three-minute period or something. Or it's something like that. I, I may have my... Different timelines. Yeah, yeah. It, well, different lengths of yeah, time, yeah, too. Of, yeah. So I might be a little bit off on all that. But I had no idea that that was kind of going on at the time. But So that led to some confusion from my right. part. But then when it all came together at the end... Um, it, it really was quite satisfying and you did start to kind of figure out if you, if you didn't know what was happening, what was, what was sort of, uh, falling along there. So mm-hmm. did you find anything on that? No, no, I'm, uh, I got a phone call in the middle of it. So. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> good, good way to be stealthy about that. Right? Yes. So I won't ask you what we just talked about because you weren't paying attention. So. Oh, you were talking about Dunkirk. Yeah. So Dunkirk, uh, also, uh, great, I thought, musical soundtrack to it as well. Had a lot of tension. Uh, I believe it was Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer yeah. So the same uh, dude that did uh, Dark 
Knight, the, okay. the second Batman movie with Heath Ledger, the Joker. Got history with Christopher Nolan. Yeah, so uh, I'm probably not going to dwell too much about it because I was the only one who kind of saw it, but it's definitely worth seeing and 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 do see it twice because the second time I saw it, 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 it had that much more impact on me. Uh, we also, uh, Tyler, my wife and I, had just gotten back from New Orleans and they have a World War II museum there. And uh, I decided to spend a little bit more time reading about the Dunkirk battle. Um, really, really interesting, really significant part of the whole World War II war as it relates to allies and Axis fighting for the, the land interior. Really, really exciting stuff. Cameron, I'm going to switch to you. Yeah. Do you have something for your 2017 review you'd like to well, share? Um, basically, uh, there was a movie I wanted to talk about, and so I kind of came up with a category to nominate it for, you know, work backwards from there. So, one movie that we didn't talk about yet that I, I saw, and I know Nicole and Santa saw, I'm not sure if you saw it or not, is Blade Runner 2049. Mm -hmm. I did not see yeah. it. Yeah, and I will ahead. nominate that for best sequel of 2017, uh, and that is not an extremely auspicious award because of how few good sequels there were in 2017, I think. Okay. But, but I still really like that movie. Um, when they when they announced it, I rolled my eyes because I was like, man, they're just like rebooting everything. Like they're probably gonna do a terrible job with this, just like they did a terrible job with Total Recall. They did and, do a yeah, really bad job of that. And so I didn't uh, have high hopes. And then I like heard Ryan Gosling was gonna be in it, and that raised my hopes some. But uh, when I saw it, I just thought they really nailed the world that Blade Runner is supposed to be in. And you were a definite fan oh, of Blade Runner. Oh, I'm a huge fan and of the original. Nicole, you were too as well. Yeah, it's a great movie. I'm glad I saw it. Um, I think it's a feat if a movie is like almost three hours long and I never think, like, this is too long of a movie the whole time Yeah, I was not bored it. or... I felt like it was paced perfectly. Yeah. I think it's problematic in some ways, but... Yeah. Um, you said the eye candy was pretty good, if I recall. <laughs> I, I'm not, I I'm not talking about exactly the visuals. I'm not I've... talking about... Oh. We're yeah. not talking about the Gyllenhaal. That, a great TNA. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, like, the cinematography and everything is really stunning, so... I would, yeah. I would recommend seeing it, especially if you like the first Blade Runner. But even if you didn't, I think you'd still like it if you appreciate sci-fi. And I think it was a movie that, like, it really had its own plot and premise, and, like, it wasn't, you know, re either rehashing the first movie or going along some sort of, like, cliche plot. Like, you really didn't know what was going to happen, and mm -hmm. I guess it, I, I don't know what its box office take was, and I, I heard it wasn't great, but... I feel like it's kind of the, the original one didn't do well at the box office either, mm. and uh, I just feel like it was they didn't try and like. It seems like they made that movie about something they wanted to make it about. They weren't trying to like check boxes to try and maximize how well it did at the box office. It didn't seem like a solely profit-driven kind of movie. So, what? Yeah. How many years did it pick up after the the last one? Um, I think the last one is supposed to take place in twenty seventeen. Ironically enough, the okay. original movie. Okay. And so it takes place in 2049, so how many, whatever the math is there. 32. 32 years, 33 years. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into the plot of it or not, but... Uh, just a quick <laughs> rehab, you know. With... Yeah, basically... Because um, Harrison Ford... Is in it. Is in it. And and it's the same, the same guy, character. Same okay. guy, yeah. Basically, Ryan Gosling is, like, a replicant... And this is like several gener generations of replicant further down, 
like in the original, they were talking about Nexus six units, and he's like a Nexus eight or a Nexus nine or something like that. Um, but basically, his job is to go get all of the old model replicants that like are basically rebellious and track them down and bring them in and kill them. Um, and it just unfolds from there. Like he realizes, like you know, certain powers are doing stuff that may or may not involve him and. So it's still the, the definitely the, the Brave New World. Yes, you and, know. and there's like it's just a big exploration of like what it is to be alive, and you know, are you are you like do you have a soul, quote unquote? If somebody made you in a lab, you know that sort of thing. And I think they tackle some pretty large scale topics pretty well. For the action was pretty good too. I was reading an mm -hmm. article I think in Entertainment Weekly, yeah. and they listed some of the better action scenes of of movies in 2017, and they mentioned some sort of fight or, or scene with, with Harrison Ford's character that was pretty well received. I don't know the details because mm. I didn't ever see the movie, but apparently yeah. it did well with some critics, if not all of them. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, it, definitely there were certain aspects of it that I think didn't, you know, do, weren't great. And Nicole can maybe talk about some of those. I didn't think Jared Leto was great as a guy we were supposed to see as the ultimate bad guy, but overall, solid film, I would say. What do you think of Jared Leto's character? <laughs> he was an awful character. And he's uh, supposed to be awful, but I feel like it just doesn't hold up. He's supposed to be awful, um, but I think they made him awful in a way that made it... Like, they didn't have to make him awful. There's this one scene where a new replicant drops down, and he, like, like fondles her, and then he, like, stabs her in the stomach. And you get, like, that he's supposed to not really care about replicants. Yeah. But it was a little gratuitous and it it you know showed him murdering a woman basically on yeah. camera he was like weird and eccentric for the sake of weird and eccentric yeah so like most of Jared Leto's characters in movies these days yeah I mean he it's not like I could say he was a bad actor or anything but just the whole thing it was like Jared Leto is a weird was guy like, with weird eyes was, 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 was he the ultimate bad or was it just like society itself in that world was the is the bad guy well you know he's supposed mm -hmm. to be this like brilliant guy who's in charge of this huge corporation so he should be have a great business mind and be super intelligent and i don't feel like any of that really came through in his scenes it just showed him being like a weird creepy wearing like a kimono all the time yeah. acting like a acting like a bad guy yeah he wasn't acting like like you said a businessman or anything so dystopian society check large huge corporation check yeah. it 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 there's probably some other third trend to it all. I mean, a manufactured race of people is a common sci-fi trope as well. Like it was established in iRobot. Yeah, or or a, you know, a the uh, the the rest of the civilization is under under some sort of mind control, mm. whether they're real or artificial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, check, and more check. Sam, we move to you. What other 2017 movie? of your 28, did you feel like we probably need to spend a little bit more time on either talking great things about or just kicking the shit out of it? Uh, let's see, we... Atomic Blonde? Yeah, Atomic Blonde was, was alright. So, that was I Charlize guess, Theron? Yeah. yeah. The, the, one of the latest movies we saw was Lady Bird, which is like the critical darling right now and uh, mm -hmm. probably like this year years like kind of like Juno type movie uh, does it also deal with teen pregnancy no it's a 
she's a teenager. It's, uh-huh. her, it's her basically senior year in high school. Uh, Greta Gerwig, she was, you know, indie darling. She's been in a bunch of movies, like indie movies. And then uh, she wrote, this is her first movie, wrote and directed it and did not star in it, which was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That that's a good theme for you. You don't like it. You don't like it when they star in it. Yeah. Uh, and also Laurie Metcalf, who is Roseanne's sister on the show. Roseanne, yeah, yeah. She's, right? She's the mom in this, and so yeah, it's, oh, it's wow, about the relationship between you know uh, Lady Bird and her mom, and like going through her senior in high school and living in Sacramento and stuff. It's a it's a good coming of age tale. And Nicole, you had a category <laughs> award winning for this one as well. I, I did have a category for what it. What was it? Uh, most accurate representation of me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so this, this definitely, there was something that touched yeah, your heart. Yeah, it, it spoke to me. And uh, we were driving home after it and Santa and I asked, is that what you were like in high school? And I was like, nah. And then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, it totally was. <laughs> it's like. Um, you know, Lady Bird grew, is in Sacramento, and it's about the right time period for me in high school. I think this took place in 2002, which was when I entered high school. And um, But she lives in Sacramento and has a complicated relationship with it. Like, she, she hates it, and she plans on leaving as soon as she can. But She wants to go to school in New York. Or somewhere on the east. Somewhere okay. on the east. Yeah. And she she ends up, you know, wanting to come back because she realizes she really loves Sacramento. Mm-hmm. She's also from the, the average side of town instead of, like, the really great huge houses side of town, which I grew up in Franklin, and I grew up in a very average household. And I really understood Lady Bird's uh, feelings about that because mm-hmm. that, that was me. Mm-hmm. I also, I also actually wanted to go out east. <laughs> and there's even this moment, like, even the way she acted with guys, it was like she would date one guy and just start liking totally the same things she did, and then she'd meet someone else and do the same way. And that was the way I was in high school, too. Kind of was having a hard time maybe mm-hmm. finding her own identity, mm-hmm. so it was maybe sometimes easier. And that, I think a lot of people would mm-hmm. identify that with in high school, but mm-hmm. easier to identify with somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So And she, and, and all the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I heard the soundtrack was actually really good. <laughs> so I, I hear it has every single song that uh, a, a teenage high school girl will want to make out to. It sounds the, like a movie late I to take Kristen to. Yeah, yeah, I would I would take your significant other to this movie. It's a it's a good movie, and there were a lot of lot of laughs in the theater too. There's a lot of really funny moments. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's up for uh, a Golden Globe for best motion picture for the musical or comedy. So yeah, another one g- good checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, me what? So this was one that I tried to avoid, and the category I gave it was. Uh, Oh, let me see here. Best movie your significant other made you watch that you enjoyed after watching it. And that was The Big Sick. Um, I am just not a fan of the whole movie trope of I may be falling in love with somebody and they are, you know, are getting deathly ill and I don't know what's going to happen to our relationship. I just kind of just overall just hate that. You Uh, like the word, like the, the... The, the thought of death or that kind of separation becomes the the driving factor driving factor of why they're together. Yeah, Be, and then it always end, what usually ends up in one of two ways: either um, one the person dies, and that's really really sad. Who wants to go see a sad movie? 
or two, um, they get together and it's sort of just, I don't know, too perfect ending Hollywood trophy. Yeah, and, and that, or in, in real life, they, they get together and they might last for like maybe a year or two and then you realize, well, maybe we shouldn't have gotten together and then yeah. get divorced. Yeah, there's just a little bit too much of the, you know, speed, Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock of, you know, you know relationships relationships that start off on under intense circumstances <laughs> never just last. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we did watch it and I thought it was very well written. Uh, uh, does anybody remember the name of the, the, the main actor? Kumail, um, Kumail Nanjiani? Yeah. yeah. So, and he did what Sarah maybe doesn't recommend is he wrote and starred into it, but well, it was about him too, yeah. right? And, and his was, wife. I mean, his wife didn't star in it though. Well, his wife yeah. wrote, co-wrote it, and was, but the Kamal didn't direct it though, so it was like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, so he didn't write, direct, and star in it. Mm-hmm. You can only yeah. do two out of the three. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I thought it was just very well written. I loved uh, the scenes with. The main character's uh, family. Have you seen it? I've not seen it. I've Worth checking out. Ray I think Romano, Kristen would like Ray it. Ray Romano is really good in it. Ray yeah. Romano is really good in it. Yeah. I'm going to file that under words. I never thought I'd say. <laughs> <in 2017. laughs> was was he like his friend in the movie? Or? Ray Romano was no, the dad. No, it was his dad. Oh. Not his dad, but the, the girl's, the girl's dad. dad. Oh, the girl's dad. Yes, yeah. and he was and and he was so the girl's good mom. I thought was good. They were both good. Also good too. They were yeah. both good. They were both great together. They had great chemistry on screen. It was just a joy yeah. to watch. Yeah, I, I thought their whole interaction was very mm-hmm. real because basically he he didn't meet his girlfriend's parents until she was kind of already sick, mm-hmm. and 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 that was the awkwardness of figuring that all out. And then of course uh, she hadn't met any of his family because he was totally keeping her a secret mm-hmm. because his parents wanted him to uh, marry right. somebody from their same religion, right. the same country. Same race. Same race. Yeah. Indian yeah. woman. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. She could be any version of Catholic. Oh, and they, they <laughs> paraded like more than a dozen. Like one of the one of the things that he hated doing was like going to his family's house for like Sunday dinner and the, the uh-huh. doorbell rang and his mom's like oh I wonder who that could be uh-huh. and it's some some you know somebody's just dropping by yeah right somebody girls just stopping by and yeah. he totally yeah. knows it's all about that and then what's even more weird is he somehow ends up with a picture of them uh, that he just stores like in a in a box there's like a file or something yeah <laughs> which is kind of weird but yeah. it led to a plot device that they use later uh, there was also, I thought, a, a funny moment because I, though this didn't apply to me, I know a lot of friends whose family was that where it's like, okay, you need to go pray now. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, I'll go pray. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of just goes downstairs and just like plays games on his phone yeah. or, you know, just does whatever just to, just to sort of kind of piece the family because mm-hmm. it's much easier sometimes just to sort of kind of go along with what your family is expecting of you rather than try to try to fight sort of an uphill climb. Right. I, sh- I shouldn't say Indian. They're not Indian. They're Pakistani. 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 They're yeah. Muslims. Yeah, well, I, I didn't want to, you know, they're the Middle okay. Eastern, please. So let's, let's, you know, let's not use bad words here. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one checking out. Uh, Santa, do you have another one? Oh, uh, sorry. No. If you okay, want to go on hold, you want to go on hold, <laughs> we can, we can we, go to somebody else. We've talked about Baby Driver a little bit. Well, not yeah. on this podcast. We talked about it in uh, previous podcasts. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, Logan, as far as like superhero movies that were kind of like not really a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't I can't muster up to go see that. How good was that? I fell Logan asleep during it. Yes, yeah. that's what I was oh, thinking. No, about. I literally fell asleep but, during it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's that's her. You, uh, I think Matt, you were like. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I really yeah, that. yeah. It, it should be available. Nicole doesn't care for any of those kind of <laughs> movies. It, it was a little, can be a little long, but uh, there a was little a, slow, and especially yeah, in the beginning. Moments, but like, if you if you know the characters and then like just seeing like Professor X, you know Patrick Stewart being in in, in that position that he was in in that movie, just like you, you you know you actually feel something there. Yeah, you know, like it we, seems like they managed to. I feel like they X Men is one of the few. Superhero movies where like they've so well established some of those characters, and they have actors like Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman to back it up. That they could actually like make like you know a, a, just a, a human drama about those characters and not really have to rely on the superhero tropes. Sure. Although I know that there's still fights and stuff. Yeah, there's still fights and powers and things. It, like the the whole like Wolverine. I guess it's a trilogy, which is like so like everything's a trilogy. Well, it's, it's so weird because like you look at oh. The first one, X Men Origins, Wolverine, Origins of Wolverine, <laughs> how awful it was, and how they destroyed so many characters and stuff. And yeah, they damaged the ability for Gambit to ever appear yeah, in yeah. another movie. You know, and then and then the second one was Wolverine, which was supposedly decent. Yeah, I never saw that. And was that the one with where he's in Japan uh, with Ryan Philippe? Was in that? Not not Ryan Philippe, uh, uh, the guy that plays Deadpool. Uh, no, Ryan Reynolds was in the first one. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, was the that first was one. one. Yeah, that was saying they ruined Deadpool. They ruined the whole timeline. They ruined a lot of things. It's on right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What kind of bad scene is happening and now? Then, and then the third one, Logan, where Logan takes place like in the kind of like the, the distant future where yeah. there, there are only so many mutants left in the world because they've been hunted down and right. killed. And and then the, it's like the whole premise is like, you know, there's a there's mutants being born now again. And, mm-hmm. uh I, I I never got into any of these solo X-Men movies. I think X-Men, for me, Cameron, is, is a group experience. And I, I thought the trailer was was a little heavy-handed with the whole Johnny Cash Johnny doing Cash, yeah. her Nine Inch Nails cover. Yeah, that exactly that. summarizes what that movie's going to be like. like it, really? It is really heavy like that. It's it, kind of slow and sluggish. But I think when it, it hits, it hits hard. Even Tyler like turned and said, like, that's just going to be bad. And I was just like, don't worry, <laughs> I mean, we're not, we're not going to have to see it. It's, so. it's like a good movie, especially if you're invested in the X-Men universe. But if you're yeah. if you're not heavily invested in the character... I mean, I it looked really, really good to me. I saw X Men Origins Wolverine, and it was so bad I didn't see the next one, even though it was supposedly better. But I would, I it's on my list to see at some point. So, Cameron, uh, in your suggestions for ones to talk about, you mentioned about possibly the war sequel, mm-hmm. and I was surprised that we didn't see Justice League on there. Uh, well, that's you, a, I was gonna say. Is Justice League a sequel? Because like it came up in my li- I googled like what technically is, it's a sequel. Yeah, it's, it's as much as any of the Marvel movies might yeah. be a sequel to right. the previous one. Yeah, because they also said Spider Man Homecoming was a sequel, and it's like, is that a sequel? That's a reboot. You that's know? a reboot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's hard with the universe trend now because if something's in the same universe, yeah, people are technically considering it a sequel, even though it doesn't continue mm-hmm. the story. But yeah. the sequel that you suggested, I've never heard of this movie, Pirates of <laughs> Who Gives a Fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which, which well, I didn't I, even see Pirates of the Caribbean, but like I... When I read that, I thought, oh, what about Transformers? Yeah, uh, well... <laughs> yeah. I, tr- yeah, well now, I, fr- I forgot about Transformers when I wrote that down. 
And so now I'm not sure if it's Pirates of the Caribbean or the the Transformers right. movie. At least like the Transformers movie, we've talked about it and we and we kind of get what the premise was. The Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I had read nothing no. about. It. Yeah. yeah, I have no I saw idea previews what, what, for it, and it's just like uh, Javier Bardem is an angry zombie, as far as I can tell. Yeah. So of the series, I guess there's been five of them now. And I think only the first one was really that good, in my opinion. Yeah. The second one was okay. The third one, At World's End, was a nice ending to quote-unquote trilogy, but it was ridiculously long and, and just had me just falling asleep sometimes in the theater. And then I didn't even bother with the ones after that. But yet, they still, Disney, you know, turns them out and mm-hmm. manages to keep on churning them out with Johnny Depp. Is is he yeah. just the new Nick Cage? Where it's just like oh, I, just I think he is the new Nick Cage. She think he's I think he's hard up for money. He's gonna yeah. pay them lawyer fees. Nick yeah. Cage is the, still the Nick. Nick Cage is still doing stuff. Nick Cage never Nick, went Nick Cage is his own category. <laughs> and I'm sorry I equated that, but I do feel like he at this point in time he's got to cash a paycheck to pay yeah. off of all he's the wine and lies. Yeah. Like a like a not a meme or something like somebody's like. This is this generation's Rihanna, and I'm like Rihanna still he, doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a bit of generation. Yet. Yeah, who are these people hating on Rihanna? <laughs> well, and then I mean he had it was either this year or last year, probably both years. Not some really good favorable press. I mean he yeah. had like that divorce or and and, some abuse allegations. Yeah, there was some video they put out where he's yeah. like just drunk and like threatening to hit his his wife, and she's like taping it, and he's just too drunk to even figure it out. Nicole, are you still a Johnny Depp fan, or were you ever? Oh, I'm not a Johnny Depp fan. Ever? I, well, I'm fairly neutral towards him. I wasn't ever, like, a fangirl that was like, wow, he's so... Mm. Hot. Insert adjective yeah. here. Um, yeah. He was just, like, Mysterious. any old actor. But, um... I think the next, the, the Fantastic Beast movie, the, the one that's coming out next year, is gonna be a good indication of where people are at with Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. This is he, the sequel to Fantastic Beast and yeah. Where to Find Them. He somehow had has weathered the whole, you know, you know, focus on, you know... His personal life, yeah. Well, and men in Hollywood and their mistreatment of women. It almost seems like his event happened earlier enough that it's not like caught up mm-hmm. in you know it's like but it's Harvey it's, Weinstein on it's but, like but even J.K. But, Rowling who is probably considered one of the more stronger women in yeah. progressive stuff. in entertainment oh, yeah. Hollywood or whatever she right kind of right? yeah, yeah. kind of said like I'm okay with it which yeah. you know I mean not 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 I didn't she say like I'm not okay with it but like I'm okay with him after talking to him or something like that sure like. Maybe he's remorseful. I, I, I don't know the significance. I just thought it was interesting that somehow he has he has weathered the yeah. storm uh, that has been the hashtag Me Too of 2017. Well, I just think it's weird that um, he's not, he's still getting cast in these movies when I feel like he's been in so many movies where it's just Johnny Depp is and then whatever else. Yeah. That how is he not kind of? I mean, well, he's never really good career. at any of those in the movies. Fantastic Beast, I mean, the next mm-hmm. movie is The Crimes of Grindelwald, and he's Grindelwald. He's the title character of the next movie. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he's like an evil wizard that does nothing good. Well, maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. He's a he's a he's one of the the worst villains in all of wizarding history. Mm. He's not a positive character. Yeah. So I was going to switch it in in the same kind of. Uh, theme of talking about you know uh hollywood actors or the elite hollywood and their mistreatment of women 
uh, switched to some, some TV or Netflix series, House of Cards, Kevin Spacey. We mentioned a little bit about him with Baby Driver earlier this year. Um, it is going to get renewed another season, but without Kevin Spacey. Um, they had a new season this year. I don't think anybody in this room is a watcher of House of Cards. No, I have not. It, it was, it, it kind of jumped the shark and they really honestly just should have ended it, you know, a long time ago, but it still goes on. It was my nomination of Worst Netflix Series getting another season when it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 13 Reasons Why is also another one that's getting greenlit for uh, yeah, another which... series. Did what, you see any no, of that? No, I didn't want to watch that. But I know what it's about. I yeah. remember. I remember the book, but I didn't read it. Uh, so, I, I I can't encourage you to go see it because it just it takes way too long to to talk about. It had an interesting premise, but in some case it went way over the top. I also felt like uh, the high school representation was just not accurate. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit. Kind of like you were watching, I don't know, Riverdale. Yeah, or nine hundred two one zero, or 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 the OC, depending on which you know yeah. generation. It just wasn't believable high school kids. What was believable high school kids? I thought was another Netflix series <laughs> called American Vandal. Oh, okay. have you seen that, Cameron? So Santa Nicole, yeah. you've seen it, right? I've seen it. I love it. If you if you have any sense of humor whatsoever, I highly recommend you watch it. So, well, Santa, kind of, what's the premise of well, it? I was saying, I was gonna say this might be somewhat of a spoiler, but this, I think that's the best Netflix series that's getting a sequel when it shouldn't. But really, but, why shouldn't it? Because it, they're they're it, not gonna be following that same story. Yeah, it's, there doesn't need to be. Well, that story, I think that's where unless you really want to know who drew the dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the premise of this show is somebody. Uh, it's high school students, high school kids. Somebody drew dicks in all the teachers' cars for the faculty's cars. All twenty-seven. Cars. Twenty-seven cars had dicks drawn on. In them. under four minutes or something. And it's it's basically a spoof satire parody of these like making ser- a murderer serial. Yeah, so it's American Vandal. Some kid is doing a documentary about the 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 number one suspect. And what was his name? I don't know, but that kid was. Such he was he was perfect I for died, the role. I died every time he was on the screen. He was so like dumb. <laughs> he was but, so like, believable. Well, yeah. it, it was like your uh, you know fraternity boy bra. Yeah. yeah, and like in, but but he but he wasn't like a you know he, but, a like chop fraternity boy. He was like the I. I get high and I hang out with my loser friends. And put that, out dumb YouTube videos where we do pranks. Right. Just a prank, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What were the... like the, Jake Paul. The Comeback yeah. Boys. What were their... What was their name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Wayback Boys. Wayback Boys. Yeah. Gosh. Okay, and, so and I have no... Breakfast Google. Burritos and Blunts. That killed me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, or like when the... the yeah, the, the one of the documentarians uh, got expelled and they invite him over to his house and like congratulations buddy you're one of us now we're gonna smoke smoke blunts now because that's like you know what we do we all took off the day to (laughs) celebrate you so you're not alone so they're doing a sequel or another season of you know where so he's the same documentary guy is going to a different school for different crime whatever and then i thought maybe they were going to pick up because they made it seem like they made it seem like there was another like there's an open-ended yeah yeah, like there was another like but it's crime or prank that was committed but just like serial you know they never really end with saying he totally didn't do it or he totally did do it 
Yeah. They just kind of laid out the case and then they moved on to someone else. Well, Nicole, who do you think drew the dicks? Oh, the the class president. Uh, at the at the end. Oh, oh, the 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 good girl. Yeah, was she Sarah did it. Pearson? That bitch did it. Well, <laughs> that, that was the whole thing. Was like he would always ask her if she drew the dicks. She did not draw the dicks. She just she edited got, the film. Right. And then her boyfriend, the camp counselor, he was the one that drew the dicks. She told him to draw the dicks, so she <laughs> basically drew the dicks. So she's like complicit or something. Complicit. So so Dylan is two thousand seventeen word of the year. Yeah, complicit. Dylan's the bro character who. Yeah, I what? I don't think he drew the dicks just because I just don't think just he like, was intelligent enough to figure out how to draw 27 dicks. And remember when he went to that like other teacher's car like after it was parked and like drew a dick on it? Just oh, like, yeah. They, well, they no, did that no at the end. Hair. Yeah, yeah. That was the best is when they were analyzing that. You know, this was not a dick style that Dylan usually drew. Mm-hmm. I, I do think the the... The weird character Alex Tromboli, the one that kept saying like 100%, and he was the he was the guy that you thought was kind of a nerd, but somehow he managed to get some street cred by supposedly hooking up with like the hottest girl in school, and I don't know. I, I thought it was just a great, great, great series, and I thought that was actually even though I haven't been in high school for you know 25 years, I thought it was probably a more accurate representation of what probably uh, high school is. Uh, in 2017. Um, uh, Santa, Nicole, do you have any other ones? Um, I got one. I got one for the best foreign movie that doesn't need the American remake it's already slated to get. Lay it on us. That would be Your Name, which is a, a great Japanese movie that Santa and I went to see. It's, uh... uh it's, a, it's an anime, so... It uh, is, but yeah. it's it's got such a great story that I think anybody could really enjoy it. Um, but J.J. Abrams is already slated to do an American remake of it. Um, a live-action remake? Or? Yeah. Yeah. J.J., yeah. really? Yeah, there, there's, like, there's time travel involved in this show. But, so, like, but, think of, like, the, like, two weeks later. So there's, well, I guess that kind of get, that kind of spoils the movie, mm-hmm. which I guess we're spoiling everything now. <laughs> but, uh... It's a, it's body-switching, and it's, yeah. it's a time-traveling movie. These, this boy in this high school... So high school con- boy country high girl school. country girl city boy like body cross gender body switch and, yeah and then and then there's time involved and they they kind of like they i don't know if it's every day they switch or they but they know it and then they start leaving notes for each other and then they start like developing feelings for each other and then, oh. and, and, and then they 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 never meet and huh, interesting. it like once once the first twist comes it's such a punch in the gut like i've never and none of those are a twist it's just that what you just described right yeah i'm not yeah. spoiling this is a spoiler podcast but i'm not spoiling it for uh-huh. for cameron um Thanks. but the first <laughs> twist that you realize is very much a huge punch in the gut yeah i remember santa and i, and I just looked at each other like shit like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, now it's the it was it was like one of the highest grossing films of all time in Japan. Wow! Right? And, yeah, and then where so was now, this at the Belcour that you saw it? Or? We saw it. We actually saw it at the at the, the Green, at Green Hills. Hills. Uh, oh, we, really? We did, we did a double feature that night. We did Fast and the Furious, <laughs> and then wow. we did Your Name. On the same <laughs> that is some two totally <laughs> separate movies yeah. right there. Uh, but yeah, J.J. Abrams' uh, Bad Robot is like they picked it picked it up. They want to do a the american version of it what so what what i don't get though is that the there's a huge major subplot in that movie that's totally tied to the fact that this girl 
her family owns like a Japanese Shinto shrine, and it, it won't make sense if they. They're, they can find a way they to. They can probably find like an equivalent set of circumstances. Yeah, she's with like Western she's, she's was, like a. There's there's not tar- one I'm thinking. Minister's of. daughter in in a country bumpkin town. That would and... be so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's on. Her That's why it doesn't Nicole's need an American re- remake. remake. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, any more on your list? Oh man, I think we covered basically every movie I watched this year. Yeah, you weren't able to get out quite oh, as yeah. much as the rest of us. No, I might uh, watch one of the ones we've talked about that I haven't seen yet. So, tonight, yeah. uh, what are you looking forward in 2018? Let's, let's... Yeah, 2018. Um, well, the Infinity War comes out in 2018, so there's that that I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, I think... It's 2018 that the second Avatar movie comes out, or is that 2019? I think mean, it got pushed again. So oh, okay, well, yeah, knows. That, that, if it comes I, out I, next I, year, I, I would. I think they're going to release it. all eight sequels in one year. Yeah. <laughs> if it comes out, to, uh, you know, in 2018, I'd like to see it. Um, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I'm sure there's others that I that I want to see, but I'm not sure exactly what else coming out next year. Well, I'm definitely in for the Avengers. I know that was uh, Nicole's Christmas wish was to have a good Infinity Wars Avengers mm-hmm. movie. Uh, oh, Black Panther's another the first Yeah, movie, so they're going to do Black yeah. Panther and then they're going to do Infinity Wars. Yeah. Uh, my only comment on that is, yes, I wanted to see it all culminate, but I also feel like once that's... and Are, are they going to do part two or is it just one? They were like no, I don't, I don't, I don't they're know. They're kind of keeping okay. that under wraps. If right? they do a part two of the Infinity Wars, that's okay. But at some point in time, I feel like we have to come to like a some sort of significant end to the whole Marvel universe. Yeah. That it can it can move on to another phase, and it has yeah, the yeah. power now to yeah. move on to another phase. Now that uh, the, the, the Fox uh, whole yeah. acquirement of everything. Yeah. Uh, they shouldn't do Fantastic Four at all. They should sit on that. They if they do Fantastic Four, they could do it as a TV series, and I think that would probably work out actually pretty pretty well. Or they could just include them in a movie. They don't have to have to have their own movie. Like Hulk, Hulk. They haven't done a solo Hulk movie. They don't need to do a yeah. Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. I'm I'm just way. worried that it's going to just kind of burn out uh, instead of just kind of fade away. And I I feel it just they've done such a great job in all of those. Uh, films of the building of the marvel universe that i would hate for it to just sort of just kind of drag on and, and not really you know come to a satisfying conclusion and i think the infinity wars and with Thanos, they, they've built up for the last 18 or 19 movies however many it's been it's almost 20 21 now it's a lot mm-hmm. um, 17 I think. it's almost I think old enough to 17, drink so black yeah. panther will be 18 um so Nicole, I know there's one that you might mention that you're looking for in 2018 that we didn't mention before, but uh, I don't want to I don't want to feed you. So any, I'm really any... I'm really looking forward to a wrinkle in time. Oh Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, yeah, it was on Time Magazine, and I remember reading that uh, book mm-hmm. uh, in probably elementary school, maybe sixth grade. Well, I guess yeah. that's maybe more mm-hmm. middle school, but uh, I, I can't remember it other than it just being kind of just very uh, metaphysical and, and yeah. everything. I think that was the first sci-fi book I ever really liked, really, or ever really loved. It's a it's about a young girl named Meg, and her father is missing, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you figured out it's because uh, he is a physicist who's figured out how to what they call tesseract, which is travel through a fifth dimension to get to far away places in space and time. And so she she meets some people and figures out that she is going to go rescue him. And so she goes to other planets and, and, and brings her father back. There was some character there that had like a, a weird name. It wasn't even, it was like a title more than just a name. Mrs. Witch? Maybe. I have to look it up. Seems like it has a great cast. I'm looking at the Time Magazine cover. Oprah's in it. Yeah, it's got a great cast. Oprah, Mindy Kaling, and Reese Witherspoon are the three witches. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty damn powerful just right mm -hmm. there. Um, So, I've watched the trailer. I know some people aren't excited about it, but I think people are just haters. What's the target audience? Like, is it for kids? Like, is it going to be a PG movie? I I think it could be like a family movie like something that mm-hmm. parents would enjoy watching but that kids would also yeah. maybe kind of like never ending story type ish yeah. kind of feel parents who read this who read the book or grew up mm-hmm. with it and then mm-hmm. take their kids and maybe they instead of reading the book they just watch the movie right. i think you're yeah i that's exactly what i was going to say because i i would assume that it's on some sort of summer reading list or school reading list yeah. still because it it certainly is a, a classical do you yeah. remember when it uh in the sixties, it came out a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, so it's been around for a while. The fact that they hadn't, there hasn't been a movie adaptation that I know of. There's been adaptations of it, I think, just not good ones. I remember seeing like it a in a children's theater when I was really maybe like young. an animated one, maybe even. Um, yeah, it's just a hard movie to to adapt though, because because it is you know very science you know that you do go to other planets so i, I don't think dimensions i don't think it would yeah. have looked good in the past um I, it is getting a lot of hate right now um but i think people are mad because they turned meg meg and they she's played by a a, a mixed race actress in the, the does movie. it ever say she's white in the book it probably doesn't say her race at all right i know calvin they specify as white in later books because they talk about his welsh heritage a lot mm. um but i don't I think they they probably describe her as having like brown hair or maybe being pale, but it's not like a part of the story or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, even if she was like vaguely described as being white, it doesn't really matter. And it's like New England, isn't it? That's where they live. So maybe, yeah, something like that. Um, but you know. So uh, Santa, what are you looking forward in two thousand eighteen? I mean, yeah, what we talked about, Blink Pat. What? You always do that. You just steal off of our ideas. Well, mm-hmm. Come up with something original, man. Uh, happy Medium, by the way, is the character I was thinking about. And Zach Gilfinoclus is yeah. the Happy Medium. So that got me even more excited. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, was gonna, uh, I thought the, the Han Solo movie was coming out in December, but apparently it's coming out in May. Oh, is it? Huh. Yeah. They, they could still push it back, though. This they? is the one that's been just like in development they, hell, it, right? I think maybe the list I, I was reading off of... Thought that because I think it did get delayed to December because that would go with their whole December every year Star Wars movie comes out. Uh, so because uh, I don't think Disney has anything currently uh, in in December. Right now they're saying year. May twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. But that's the oh, one where they had to fire the director and yeah, get a new director. Yeah. What were the what well, was uh, the Duffer Brothers were the original directors and they got somebody uh, they got Ron Howard. To, to the Duffer so Brothers, the Stranger Brothers? Things. Thing? Yeah, no, that's not right. That's a, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, wasn't it uh, Brandon Orkey or something like the guy who directed, who wrote and directed Into Darkness? Okay. I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I I I keep 
forgetting about that one. That, I think, could be potential. And I think it has more potential to have uh, some sequels to it as well. What, the Han Solo one? I think so. Well, I mean, I don't know, like, sequels, because it's a, it's him younger, so I don't know what, like, they get, uh, like, I guess we have to establish, in that movie, they establish what timeline they're, they're, they're putting in. Like, is it, like, so, because it's got to be, bef- like, while Attack of the Clones is going on. Yeah. yeah. Mm, maybe. So, uh. Because Luke's supposed to be. Here, here, here's eight. who we know character wise is in it. So, Hansel, obviously. Yeah. Chewbacca as a character is in it. And Don Glover is playing Lando, Lando Calrissian. Yeah. So, and I, I, I don't know if it's very well stated, but I think it's somewhat understood that maybe. Lando and Solo didn't really kind of meet until they managed to have a, a gambling game where yeah. the, the Millennium Falcon yeah. was exchanged. Like, how old is 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 uh, Han Solo supposed to be in, it, in A New Hope? Because we, we think... 30s. We think, young 30s. We think late, Luke, late 20s, we young think 30s. Luke is 18. Yeah, yeah no, 18, no. Yeah. Definitely. Leia and Luke are definitely so, supposed to be 18. So, a, 19 new hope, a New Hope is 18 years after a, a Revenge of the Sith. Right. So, so... So if it's so in, at Revenge of the Sith time, so yeah, he would have been twelve, fifteen, maybe. Yeah. So okay, so maybe yeah, definitely after that. So right. maybe about five or ten years after, after Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Like, Look at that yeah. math. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely uh, before Rogue One, so there'll be no appearance from from uh, uh, Urso. What's Jin? Jin Urso. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Certainly going to have a. Uh, competitive uh, weekend that's Memorial Day weekend so um, Avengers is not coming out that weekend though. no Avengers comes out before that they, week before like Avengers has they, they Disney has given Marvel a priority over the uh, the May 4th uh, stuff weekend hmm. and things so like they you know like Star Wars should should come out on May, May 4th. 4th yes May the 4th be with you yeah. mm-hmm. or at least around that weekend but they they they've given uh, Avengers and, and Marvel a priority over on, on that weekend. Uh, mm. So I'm I'm just kind of thumbing through uh, the 2018 one. So we talked about Wrinkle in Time. We talked about Infinity War, Black Panther. I don't even want to get into the whole colossal mess that is uh, yet another Jurassic World sequel. Yeah, yawn. Uh, Deadpool two. I mean, oh, how could God. that how could that go wrong? Uh, the Incredibles two. We've been waiting this long. Yeah. That's- were you not I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I really like that movie. I'm not sure what uh, new ground there is to tread there. That's I mean, the thing now because it's been so long, and now we've had so many superhero movies now. So like, mm-hmm. where like unless this movie takes place several years later, like it, it from the from the trailer we saw or the teaser, you know, Jack Jack's got powers. Yeah, so, and it's like okay, so this looks like it takes place like right after or mm-hmm. you know, or soon after. It could potentially start making fun a little bit of, you know, the whole. Marvel Universe or the yeah. aspect of of having you know these super teams now, which I guess the Incredibles is somewhat their own super team in the Fantastic Four vein. Yeah, man, they're putting out a Venom movie. Yeah, that was probably gonna be terrible, but I have high hopes. I really like Venom as a character. It's Tom Hardy, so I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's better than Topher Grace. <laughs> was it Topher? It was Topher Grace. Okay. The Ant Man and the Wasp is another Marvel movie coming out. Hmm, that's not so bad. Aquaman from the DC Universe. That has the potential yeah, to have some, some 
That'll be a, that'll be a real test for them. If that movie is a stinker, it'll be like, all right, guys. What I saw, do you got? I saw uh, one of those. I was watching a lot of bad movies lately. Just like in the middle of the night, just randomly watching. Uh, Once upon a time in Venice, it was Bruce Willis. He's mm-hmm. trying yeah. to get he's trying to get his dog back from a gangster or something, and Jason Momoa plays the gangster, and I'm like. Huh. Mm. He, he plays Aquaman. Yeah, and yeah. It was not a good movie. I don't think was I was he any good in it. I mean, no. It was, yeah. It was like... uh, one that we also talked about that I know Nicole's looking forward to: Ready Player One. Yeah, um, I, I loved Ready Player One. The book it was a really fun book to read. I think I read it in less than a day. Um, but I'm just a little worried that it's. I just have a feeling it's not going to be a great movie. I mean, I'm still going to go see it, but I don't. I. I, when we talked about it last, Cameron, we talked about how, you know, is dystopian society maybe starting to get a little bit overplayed. And yeah. I definitely think it runs the risk of that. However, I did see the newer trailer, and I'm feeling slightly more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what it has going for it that maybe other dystopian movies does not is the whole retro throwback feel of mm-hmm. stuff from, you know, your childhood, which I think was a big appeal for... Stranger Things, Stranger yeah. Things 2, it's the reason why, a big reason why some of those movies is successful is it, it, it touches a little bit to your heartstrings of, of the past and, you know, having those whatever moments of those 80s or 90s movies, it's definitely going to tap into that, uh, that audience. Yeah. I feel like the 80s is like the dream era to make a movie right now because it's like the most modern thing that we remember where the internet wasn't just like... A 500 pound elephant crushing everything else like mm-hmm. you know people still made phone calls with the telephone and it was simpler times well, that's, that's, uh, when we talk about like fashion and trends and movies and stuff like being like things vintage whatever mm-hmm. it yeah. in vogue uh, is because kids in the 80s are now the ones making these things Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. like, like people in their 50s or 80s. No, 30s and 40s. They're the ones greenlining these projects. They're the yeah. ones making these these movies. And, and, and this is what they grew up with. This is what they knew. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and I mean, you, we see that you know, every 10 years, you know, like as I'm sure in the 20, 2020s, it's going to be the 90s. About the 90s. Yeah. yeah because, you know, that's what they grew up with. Yeah. It's, it's a 30 year cycle with yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. And that's just kind of just. I think how how it kind of works. One thing, one, another movie that I'm really excited for in 2018 that you you're you're you reminded me of it, Nicole, is uh, Annihilation, which I think I'm probably I think I'm the only person in this room that's read that book, even though Nicole is the one who let me borrow it. <laughs> I, have I have a lot of books. I have okay. her to thank for the fact that I read it, but um, it's like in a way, it, I don't think it's going to really relate to the whole dystopian thing, but in that universe, the environment is collapsing. Right. So there's a dystopian element to the, the world that it's in, but uh, that's a really if if they pull that off, that'll be a really awesome and probably really scary movie. Yeah. Um, and Natalie Portman's in it, which I feel like it's a good sign. It's got a it's got a really good cast actually. There's a lot uh, of women in it. Well, the the one of the points is the the expedition that it's about. It's an all female expedition, so like, presumably most of the movie is going to be only women in this expedition but it's mm. gonna pass the Bechdel test 
Yeah. One would hope. If it doesn't, jeez. Well, Ocean's 8 <laughs> is another all-women cast okay, movie. yeah. I saw the trailer, and now I'm super excited who's, about it. Who's in it? I've, I've, I've seen the trailer, but I've Sandra Bullock, Rihanna, Minnie uh, Kaling. Kate Blanchett. Okay. Yeah. And Aquafina. And Hathaway's the villain. Yeah. Okay. Which, it's not going to be a stretch for her. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that'll probably be an entertaining movie. I haven't seen all the Oceans movies, but the ones I've seen, they're like kind of a fun popcorn flick. Yeah, it is, yeah. it is. Twelve is the only one that's just sort of like, God, that's, yeah, well, that's that was terrible. Too much, there was too much art in that one. It, the way it ended was just terrible. It just didn't make any sense. But uh, any other ones, Santa Nicole, or are we going to wrap up? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's, It's too early in terms of like what... We know what the big movies are, and as far as like the the smaller ones, I mean, right. those, those usually just like pop up. Yeah, you know. start catching your eye. Mm-hmm. We usually get like one hard sci-fi movie a year, and I don't know what 2018's hard sci-fi movie is. I feel like you could Deadpool say Deadpool too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, because I feel like you could say Blade Runner was probably 2017. Uh, Arrival was. Did that come out in 2016? Yeah. Yeah, so that and then I, you know, we could go back from there, but it seems like we get one. Um, so I'm interested to see what that one will be about. It'll be it would be interesting if there was one that addressed hacking kind of in the way that uh, Mr. Robot does as a TV show, mm. just because that's such a common theme in our lives right now. Hackers too. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Now, now <laughs> even more not real or realistic right, when it yeah. comes to hacking. Uh, I think it's definitely going to be a year for women's movies. Uh, for sure. I think it's yeah. going to just compound on that. I think it's it's just that's just the way it's going to be, and I'm I'm really excited to see what that should bring because hopefully yeah. it should bring some something new and and different than maybe some of the repeated stuff that we've gotten in the last couple of years. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I think it's going to be a lot more even more so than what we had in 2017 in the streaming services throwing money at people to make stuff for them. Right. Yeah. And Hulu and Amazon just like, yeah, they're basically trying to be studios and compete with theaters at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Bright was the Netflix's latest, uh, right. Big budget thing, uh, that it was actually shown in theaters also. Huh. Even though people, it was on Netflix. So it's like, I think you're going to get, not only just more television series from streaming services like Netflix or Hulu, you're also going to get a lot more movies. movies yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, because they've proven they can make a whole lot of money doing these TV series, and why not Why not go ahead and start getting more of your uh, streaming movies out there uh, and get them into the awards? And I, I think it's just a natural way of way of things progressing. It should, so it should be exciting. Should should lend to always something a little bit more different than, than what... Um, normal Hollywood allow so because yeah, honestly they they're kind of getting lazy they have different me- like Netflix has different metrics for what it considers a successful thing you know yeah and and we don't even know what they are because they don't release uh, subscribe like viewership numbers they release subscriber numbers because that's how they make their money yeah. so they don't have to release viewer who watch what unless, yeah unless, unless they, they want to Unless they try to shame people for watching Into a Christmas watching the print. Christmas print. Yeah. Which, like, <laughs> which totally comes off as some kind of viral marketing thing. Like, oh, let, what, we made this movie, The Christmas Prince, and nobody's watching it. Let, how can we get people to watch it right. by talking about it? And yeah. it worked. I watched The Christmas Prince. <laughs> yep. They, they fooled us again. See, they're only going to learn if we don't watch it. That's, we're going to have to be more disciplined in well, 2018. Well, I did my part. 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening in this year. Uh, it's going to be even more exciting 2018. And thanks for tuning in. We will catch you all next time. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. It was a very good year for small town girls.